myself, once again, this is more of the conversation of Eve and the untold story of Eve. And I think a lot of times we forget that woman, yes, in the natural state, is also a part of man, male and female, created be them. And Jesus came to set man free from the captive, not just the man that we keep looking at in the flesh of the male perspective with the X and X chromosomes. He also came to free the XY chromosomes because guess where we came from as women? Out of man, which makes us man. So it makes us under the leadership and the guidance and the provision from the father. And so under the curse, our desire is to man. Our desire is to husband. Our desire is to the male perspective, the male body, the male identity, the male gender. That's what we are understanding because guess what we're moved by as women? We're moved by the physique of the man. With the, the Queen of Sheba, she was looking at the physique of Solomon from afar. She was looking at the physique of him from afar. She was really enamored by his body. That's what that desire comes from. So how do we as women live in a life where we are free? Because from the sun said free is free indeed. And we see the prophets and Jesus come forth and free the women. How are we freed? Make me a cake first. But a lot of the times, once again, because it's something about, you know, animating the text. Men want to animate the text in the fleshly body instead of allowing the text to animate the fleshly body. You see, the fleshly body would animate the text as you are the prophet. You're coming to give her a blessing so that she can make good and take care of her home. Why? Because her husband has passed away. She doesn't or she doesn't have a husband. Her husband is no longer in the picture for whatever reason. Now you are not to come and manipulate and take advantage of that by doing what do we see men do? Always wanting to get the Bible. That's why my issue always comes in, because the same people who want to force feed women the Bible are the same people who are not living by this very same word, because you're supposed to take care of the widows and the fatherless. And the aspect of taking care of the widows and the fatherless is not in the aspect of manipulating and taking control and making them feel as if they're only beholden to them. Because guess who our source is, even as woman? The father, God. Especially when we're not living under being cursed. When we're under the curse, our desire is to that man. But when we're not under the curse, our source is the father. He is the source of our provision. And we see the prophets and we see the pro we see Jesus come forth because we first see it in the prophets. What did the prophets come and do? He came and visited the widows. He came and visited the fatherless. And what did he do? What did the prophet do? Bake me a cake first. It looks wrong. We do see people manipulated. They use their flesh. I'm the man. Bake me a cake first. Bake my food first. Give me the big piece of chicken. But what is the blessing that the father wants to give to that woman? The man doesn't come and give it. He doesn't. He comes and gives ultimatums. What's one of the songs that we hear? You don't want to cook? That's okay. Your girl will come cook. You want to come cook? Oh, your girl will. Oh, you don't want to cook this woman over here will. Because men begin to take on the animating of the flesh by the body versus allowing the flesh to be animated by the spirit. You know, what's the song? You don't have to cook me breakfast because your girlfriend will after you. Because that's the belief. 
That's the belief because that's when we are looking at it from the fleshly perspective. But is the spirit going to tell you that that's how that works? No. The spirit is not going to say that that woman is just here to bake you a cake first. So now when you look at the text, what does the prophet come to do? He set her free. Because what did he did? Something that I read in the book, all women want is autonomy. We want autonomy. That's what we're after. We're after autonomy. And so that's autonomy. That's what we really want as women. We want to be able to control a lot of the things for our own lives. But you keep seeing this spirituality, this Christianity, this Bible being used to manipulate. And so what do we see our slave masters do to us? They brought us a Bible. They didn't give us the opportunity to really digest it. But what did they do? They let us jump. They let us sing. They let us praise. And then they gave us those men that came in and they misused all of the finances that came in. And then there are some that didn't misuse the finances. But you have to understand the system that didn't want you to understand that this Bible is here to set you free. Because now what I'm seeing is our men, black men, are treating us as black women and in our community the same way that white men has treated us. Because they don't treat all of their women the same way. Some of them do and some of them don't. But the majority of our black men are treating our communities the same way that they have been treated and that we have been treated. Like dogs. That's why I'm not a big fan of calling anybody a bitch. I'm not any big fan of calling anybody a dog. Because if you look at the training of a dog, what do you do with the dog? You train them. You give them all of their limits. You give them all of their boundaries. And then you introduce a consequence when they don't do what you told them to do. You smack them. You peed over here. Bam. I'm about to beat you. I'm about to rub your face in it. All right. You got to eat this food. What do we give them? Slop. They're training. Because especially our black men, they're training our black women like dogs. It's beat them down and then praise them. Beat them down and then praise them. And then we become so used to it, not so that we're trained to accept it because we like it, but we're trained to accept it because what do we believe? That man is our source now. I want to ask. And so that's what we see. They're treating us and training us like dogs. They're going to praise us, then beat us. And it may not be even physically. It's emotionally. And the biggest part is financially, because what do they do with us as women? They hurt our pockets. And once again, look at what the prophet and look at what Jesus came to do to free us as women. You know what? It's a famine. You don't have a man who's going to come and do this and do this. Don't worry about it. Make me a cake first. I'm going to leave you with a, a barrel of oil that will never run dry. And we know how we see our men do. Oh, you need some coverage. You need this because you, you know what we see. We see when men come forth. And it's not because they believe that. They believe that their rulership is still there. But when you're not living under that curse, that doesn't even bother you. Because you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you're not even concerned with him telling you no about an opportunity. Because you know God will provide it. It's going to either be another man or another woman or another situation that comes up that does not have anyone over it but you don't find yourself getting into it then we look at the woman who wanted to give her sons to be bounty hunters is that what we see our black women having to do 
give their sons to do some stuff that they don't want them to do, like you know, become their husbands, which is a whole nother conversation. But to stay right here, that's what we see. But then the prophet, the prophet came and said, nah, bring me your, leave me a pan. Well, you know what? Go borrow some pans. That's her talent. That's her gift. Her gift is what she began to bring. And what did the father begin to do? Show her how to profit with it. Show her how her gifts will make room for her. Show her how to multiply it and multiply it and multiply it. But men don't want that because in their their minds, they're still using the Bible. You're supposed to have your desires to me. I'm supposed to rule over you. Not rule over you like Lord over you and do everything and be controlling. But rule over you in the hierarchy of how the rulership in the kingdom works. He's the head. That's because he's supposed to see some things and lead and guide you into something that's beneficial for everybody and not just him. But that's another conversation for another day. And we see that. What did Jesus do? He came to do what? He came to free you as a woman. That man you're with is not yours. That husband you're with is not yours. And it's not the husband in the flesh. It's the husband in the consciousness. You keep giving birth to this outside identity and consciousness of to what? For yourself. Use yourself. Use your body. Use all of these different things just for what? Not to build for yourself anyway. Because once again, as women, we just want autonomy. And so that's what we see that prophet come to do. To where she was able to make a living off of her own gifts and her talents. Look at Jesus. He came to free that woman. That husband, that man you with is not even yours. You drink it from the wrong well. You, re- you drink it from the well of the flesh. You're drinking from the belief that you can't have anything unless you have a man. What did he come to do with Mary? I know no man. Don't worry about it. You can birth something if you have me in your life. What do we see with Tamar? She didn't have a man, but she found herself in a situation to where now that man had to give her that blessing. That's what we want as women. We just want that blessing without feeling like we have to go through the man. And that's how we get it when we're not living under the curse. Because when the son said free is free indeed, and a lot of time they don't want the freedom of the women. Because if you look at it, in order for him to have that legacy, he got to have us. We're the ones that birth it. We're the ones that have the womb. We're the ones that bring the wisdom into the house. We're the ones that bring the teaching in the house. We're the ones that help the bridge the gap of wisdom and knowledge with some understanding. And they understand that, but the enemy don't want us to. Because then, guess what? When we're free, how do you think we bruise his head with our seed? We bruise his head with the legacy that we have. Because what did we end up seeing? Down the lineage, David came. Down the lineage, Solomon came. Down the lineage, who came? What bruised the head that Jesus, that one who came to free the captives. And a lot of the times as women, we are the captives. Because now we see the same slavery being done to us as black women. To where we're now the dogs. Are there some issues that we have in it? Yes. There are some things that we've done, but look at where we came from. Slavery. Because that irritates me to see these women who lose their identity 
Because that's what Jesus came to do. He came to free us as women to show us the identities of who we are. We're the mothers. We're the virtuous women. We're the ones who wake up early in the morning to take care of the house, go to work. She's out in the market. She's out there doing what she's doing. She's selling. She's doing all this stuff. All of this. 